Welcome to Up Close and Empowered with host Sana Johns. Over the next hour, you'll hear from Sana and her guests on how you can become more empowered through life's most challenging situations. Sana's journey through her own transformation has inspired her to awaken you to your divine power. Hi, everyone. I'm Sana Johns on Up Close and Empowered. Welcome back this week on the show. And I just want to thank everybody for listening to the shows and being committed. I really appreciate it. And for those that want to reach out to me, you can reach out to sanalife.com. That's S-O-N-N-A-L-I-F-E.com. And I would love to get your feedback. <clears throat> Excuse me. So today I have a very, very special show. And this is a, a different type of show that I normally do. And it's a first of its kind. And I'm really honored to have the guest here that I have. Um, she's an extraordinary woman with a extraordinary extraordinary story, very powerful story of transformation. So she is going to talk about a profound experience that she had several years ago and all of the lessons that she's learned on this journey from a near-death experience to a life filled with purpose, freedom, and boundless potential. This has truly been life-changing for our guest today and her story, I'm, I'm really going to let her get into it in just a minute here. And I don't even know the full story. I only know snippets of it and I was just in awe when I heard what she has gone through. So, you know, this is a show of empowerment and this woman truly has become very empowered, uh, personally empowered, but not only that, but very courageous, very resilient. And uh, I'm just so glad to have her here on the show. So she is a breakthrough transformational coach. Obviously, obviously she has experience with ND, uh, the near-death experience uh, experiences, and she is dedicated to guiding individuals through their own paths of evolution. She specializes in re redesigning the human wiring to higher levels of consciousness, helping people break free from mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual limitations. So she specifically caters to change-making women around the world. She provides insights, wisdom, and personal strategies for unlocking untapped physical intelligences. We're going to find out a little bit more about that. Her coaching goes beyond the conventional guiding, the conventional uh, type coaching, guiding women towards new heights in relationships, health, performance, and purpose-led careers. So I want to welcome her here today. Her name is Jessie Rose, all the way from the UK. This is so cool. My first international guest. Welcome, Jessie. <laughs> welcome to the show. Thank you. And thank you very much for having me. I'm honored to be here. Thank you. Yes, I am so honored to have you here on the show today. So Jessie, as you know, this is not a story that we hear very often. And I really want our listeners to get an idea of, you know, how this all began. Maybe take us back, you know, a little bit before this incident and just give us a, uh, an idea of what your life was like before this. Okay, gosh. Yeah, I don't know where to start with that. <laughs> so I guess growing up, I um, was very much swept up in the ideas and plans of others. So I wasn't really certain of my identity uh, and who I was and, and afraid to be, you know, and find out who I was. And I guess there are a lot of a series of relationships and life circumstances that were quite traumatic. And that combined with hereditary patterns, 
you know, family patterns and history repeating itself in relationships and health as well. So there was a hereditary weakness with immune system issues in the family down the, the female line. And I guess everything combined, you know, over a long, long period of time led me to where I was in 2005, and that was fighting for my life in hospital. Okay, so yeah. before that, though, you grew up in, in, tell us where you were, where, how you, you know, where you grew up and what was it like, at, you know, because how old were you when this happened? Uh, the actual experience in 2005, I was 28 years old. Okay, so before that, what was your life like? Like, we, I want to know, like, the transition of where you were, what you were going through. Were you in a relationship at the time? What was your life like before this occurrence happened? I grew up in the southeast of England and life was very varied and fun and interesting. A lot of love and a lot of, you know, everything on the other end of the spectrum. And I, I left home two weeks before my 16th birthday. So I was fending and fighting for myself and keeping a roof over my own head and going to college and having a job. And so I began that kind of life early. And I found myself in a long-term relationship. And again, I, it was the same as previous relationships where I didn't really have my own identity, which is quite sad, you know, and I was swept up in the requirements of others and, and never saying no when I needed to say no. And I was told due to a, a, a slight health issue not to, to get pregnant and have children, but I was kind of coerced into that despite the risks. I was actually told that it could cost me my life at this current stage before I was completely healed and the situation was completely remedied. So I was living with my partner at the time and, and was coerced into having a, you know, having a, a child. And there were three mis miscarriages. And wow, the last three. was, yeah, three, which is very, very sad. I did want to have children anyway. So it, okay. I was okay, but I had a lot of, you know, worries and concerns about that and lots of visits to the doctors and consultants to find out if it was okay. And actually it was a lady who was a homotoxicologist. So she did homeopathy and she said, no, do not get pregnant. Do mm. not do it. So and they she, knew that you should not be getting pregnant, but were you coerced into getting pregnant? Is that, am I hearing I you correctly was. in saying that? Yes. Cause I was in a relationship where I was trying to leave every four to six months and couldn't due to, you know, not having been certain my own identity or who I was and not feeling good enough or empowered enough to stand up for myself and be true to myself and, you know, not worthy enough of that and afraid of, you know, what was to follow if I did. So I went along with it at that risk of losing my own life. And, wow. and sadly, uh, at the last missed miscarriage it was six and a half months so it was late and you know I found out that the baby had died actually a month before because her heart was too big to keep pumping and I'd actually been carrying her around dead wow. you know, how old were you then Jesse 28 
Wow. 28 years old. Yeah. So after you had the third miscarriage, I mean, that must have been very difficult. It like, was. What was your? Really. I mean, what was, what were you going through? What were what was your? What were you thinking at that time? Like, what? Where was your head at? I'm just so curious. Like that had to be so difficult. I was destroyed. I thought, you know, there was something wrong with me, and I thought, you know, everybody's going through a stage in their lives where they're building their lives and building families, and creating their dream careers, and getting married. And mine was falling apart. Mm-hmm. So it kind of compounded the, you know, not feeling good enough and, you know, not feeling worthy and feeling different. And so, I, yeah, I felt like my life was falling apart, really. It was tragic. It was really sad. Wow. So what happened after that then, after you had this last miscarriage? What was the next thing that happened? So in the days following, what led me to find out about that was I went quite gray and my energy levels dropped and something wasn't right and my tummy dropped. And so I went for a a scan in London to go and and find out what had happened. And they they told me because the the baby starts shrinking and reabsorbing when when it dies. And Mm -hmm. so in the days following, I was arranged, it was arranged for me to have an emergency DNC to remove the baby but during that and that happened but during that time I was getting more and more ill and then after I think from the DNC to the seventh day after the DNC I was in severe amounts of pain inside internally in in all my organs Mm -hmm. and I became so weak and I lost a hell of a lot of weight and there were all sorts of all sorts of gory details that I will spare everybody, but it was utterly horrendous. And there were signs that, you know, my body was not coping at all. And I, I became lifeless. And there just became a moment sitting on the sofa where I just thought, I've, I've got to go to hospital. This, this isn't okay. And something inside me just knew that I wasn't going to be okay and perhaps I wasn't going to come out of hospital. So I even rang my dad and left a message to say goodbye and to ring me back. And I phoned, you know, other people in the family. There was just something inside me that just knew wow. it was good. Wow. Yeah. So just something told you this was not good and you were already saying goodbyes to people. Yeah. To your family. Yeah. Yeah. And my uh, my stomach was getting distended, so I knew, and I was in a hell of a lot of pain to walk. It was agony, mm-hmm. and I was too weak to walk. Eventually, just in this seven day period, and when I I did go to hospital, and I was very quickly rushed through a system of you know scans and blood tests and ultrasounds and you name it, I had it done. And they very quickly got me a bed and just said, we don't know how you walked into this hospital because your organs are disintegrating and Mm -hmm. they are failing and you are dying. You've got 24 hours to live. And they said the damage is so extensive that there will be no point resuscitating you if you pass. Are you agreed in that? And are you okay with that? And they said to, uh, I refused any operation at the time because I'd already surrendered to it. And I was actually okay with that. Really? So I went ahead. Yes. So I went ahead and signed the papers to agree not to be resuscitated. 
Okay, so you agreed not to be resuscitated. You were going to surrender because you were probably just so weak and exhausted. And right, I mean, what was going through your head that you? Why didn't you want to get the help when they said that they might be able to resuscitate? Because uh, they told me I would have no quality of life. I mean, the, the damage was so bad. This is even before they had announced the twenty-four hours. And I would have tubes and you name it everywhere and, Mm -hmm. you know, it'd be awful. So I just said no. And then it got to the point where it was too late anyway. And, you know, you're going to die 24 hours and and that's it. And then during during that night, I had surrendered to that. And during the surrendering of that, I, I accepted everything. And so I was at peace, really. But wow. during that moment of being in peace, you know, um, they say you, you know, you look at life and you go through life and life flashes before your eyes. It's not how it happened and not how it happens, I believe. But I did look over my whole life and think, gosh, what led me to this point? Can you tell um, us a little bit more in detail, like what that was like in those moments? What did you feel? What did you see? What did you hear? What was that experience like? It was quite sad, not for myself, but for human suffering, the things we put ourselves through, which are so unnecessary. And if we listen to ourselves in times of trouble and, you know, and and knew ourselves more and what makes us function and what makes us tick and what causes us problems and patterns and, you know, life can be very different and we can be more in charge of ourselves. So I kind of had an empathy for suffering full stop. But during that process, I was able to, I was completely in bliss. I was able to revisit certain times in my life and gain complete understanding, complete understanding. That understanding was healing for me. So I went through all the layers of pain in my life to live is how I I see it and how I saw it. So you you were just like when you were laying there, all of this stuff was just coming to you, like all these answers, everything was just unfolding? In such clarity, in such clarity, without thinking about it, it was just appearing and and coming up from my body. There was no no other way. I I was just lying there. That is is profound. That is really profound. I mean, think about that. And the fact that it was so clear. How long do you think this went on for? Was it minutes? Was it hours what what was it do you remember or do you know if i was to analyze it and look back i'd say probably about 12 hours wow in 12 hours and and during that time i'd had doctors come and just say your body's leaking out uh the reason why you're finding it hard to be, uh, breathe is because your lungs are filling with fluid and your organs are disintegrating and, and packing and packing up and yeah So I was absolutely okay with that. Absolutely Hmm. okay. But then something happened on the 25th of September in 2005 at 4.25 in the morning, because they took the time and everything, where I, I, I completely let go. So I felt no pain. And that's when I had my near death experience and completely, I was completely outside of myself. And I, they say you have a choice or you're given a choice again mm-hmm. i don't agree with that that you just have a choice i believe you you I don't think, agree with that you don't 
I don't agree you're given a choice by something or someone. There is a choice. And during that process I went through over those 12 hours before letting go, I, you know, found my value and found my life worth fighting for. And my life had been at the requirements of everybody all my life and at the say-so of everybody. So even though the doctors were right, I saw the scans, I saw the tests, I knew exactly what's happening. I could see and feel what was happening to my body. I just thought, no, I'm not, I'm not going. This is my last chance. This is it. Yeah. I, I, I am worth fighting for. And so in that moment, I came back and I came back through the rattle in my throat. And I had a lovely nurse t- taking my time of death. And and she and she couldn't believe that I I was there and I'd come back. And I just remember the conversation. I, was, I had so much verbal energy <laughs> about what had just happened. And I felt super connected to everything and everyone on the ward. Wow. And just and so intuitive and in love with life. And I knew at that point life was if I was to come through and remain in the state I was that life would never be the same again, never. And has it been the same? No. Okay, well, we're going <laughs> to talk more about, we're going to talk more about how this has impacted your life and how you're now making an impact with others as well. But I do want, and we're going to go into a break here in a couple of minutes, but I mean, if you really think about all of this, what I got out of what you just told me is it's when you surrendered when you totally let go and surrendered and released, just surrendered, that the miracle appeared, like that this this voice, this force, whatever made you like transform your thinking, mm-hmm. it was when you let go. And I yes. think that there's such a, a message in that because we always say in you know our healing journey and when we're coaching, we're helping and we have to learn to let go. And that's when we can allow, we can step into the state of allowance. And right. it just yeah. sounds like that's what really happened. You know, you mm. really totally let go. And mm. like, hey, just take me, I'm letting go. And even though you were able to see all those things, before your eyes and all the clarity you still you know you still let go and yet you were given this chance and and you do feel that you made this chance this this choice right okay good we're going to talk more about this extraordinary story with this extraordinary extraordinary woman and uh, we're going to take a short break and we will we will be back right after this Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Are you ready to awaken your true power? Become more confident and self-assured to take on life's challenges? As an empowerment coach, Sana offers an eight-week transformational program for those who are ready to step into their authenticity, stop people-pleasing, and live a life of more love, vibrancy, and inner peace. Discover your inner power, learn to love yourself, and experience more connection and fulfillment to thrive in all areas of your life. Book a complimentary call at www.sanalife.com to find out how. 
Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. If you're in leadership or a business owner, it's important to show your team that you care by providing healthy ways to help them stay happy, motivated, and to avoid burnout because their well-being directly impacts their productivity and ultimately profitability. Book Sana to speak or do a powerful interactive workshop to help your team shift from stress, chaos, and disconnection to handling the day's challenges with more ease, clarity, and direction. Her strengths are navigating through difficult situations and creating a positive environment so everyone can thrive. Find out more at SanaLife.com. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Welcome back to Up Close and Empowered with Sana Johns. Have a question for Sana or a guest? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the show. We're talking to Jessie Rose about her life-changing experience. And right before the break, we were talking about the moments that, you know, she was going through this, I don't even know what you'd call it, um, transformational process, clarity. You said that may have lasted 12 hours or so. I'm really curious if you remember like a lot of it, do you remember most of it? And if so, were there some highlights of like, like clarity, like epiphanies that really came through in those moments? Yeah, for me, mainly it's the lessons, you know, realizing that I'd never been there for myself or never been allowed to have boundaries. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, because I needed to be a certain way because that served other people and the sadness of that and the abandonment of that and the self-abandonment in that as well. And I really felt the suffering in that and the um, preciousness of my value in that. And so I think I realized, I think I did, if you're not being true to yourself, you're not being true to anybody. And if people put you in that position, they're not worth being in your life. You know, and Mm -hmm. life is extraordinarily precious and a gift. And we only get it once. And you need to live it your way, being true to yourself. Otherwise, whose life are you living? And when you're not living your own life, you are walking someone else's path for somebody else. And that creates such dis-ease in your body to the point of disease, perhaps. Mm -hmm. You You had to learn the hard way. You, you learn the hard way, although it was a beautiful way, if you think about it. I mean, we can always reframe it and look at the beauty in it and that it was very divine how this all happened. But and the lesson was really that you didn't listen to your intuition. You didn't listen to your voice. You were yeah. 
somewhat pressured and coerced into the situation, even though it was it you, you were told it could be a detriment to your health. Mm. Yeah. Again, to please others. To please others. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, I mean, there's so many people that I'm sure can relate, you know, men and women uh, that can relate to being pressured and not being able to say no in certain situations and then stepping into the self-betrayal. And as you said, it can lead to illness. It can lead to physical things. And people don't, not everybody realizes that, but over time that stress and that going against your inner guidance and your inner will, if you will, uh, will add up to be some type of illness in your body over time. And that's why it's so important to listen it is and and in any way if we're not being who are you know not being ourselves that's the ultimate self-betrayal isn't it but also you know if we're not happy you know how can anyone else around us be happy anyway this whole you know if you're not being true to yourself you're not being true to anybody and and what we are within ourselves we pass down and around to everybody around us so you may as well Mm -hmm. be being true to yourself and making sure you're happy. Do you know what I mean? For those exactly. No, I, I total, totally know what you mean. You, you know, yeah. one of the things I wanted to ask you, Jesse, is, you know, after this experience happened, were you thinking to yourself, wow, what just happened? Like, like, did you know what you had just gone through? Like, what, what were you thinking at the time that all of this happened? When I wasn't me, really, I wasn't thinking during that process. It was just... It was just happening. It wasn't till afterwards I was, I you know was fascinated right. and and looked back to try and work out what you know what had happened and was speaking with the nurse about it. Right. Well, that's so, what I meant. After it happened, what were you thinking? Like, oh my gosh, what just happened? What did I just experience? Yeah, I I, I experienced it. Yeah, the near death experience, but I, I just experienced a chance of a new life and and grabbing that by the horns and, and going for it. And the nurse said, you know, that was, I don't know why you're here. And she said that was a, that was so close. And and she just looked at me and we just started talking about life and relationships and it was just mm-hmm. I was just swept up in the moment and felt incredible actually. But obviously I, I wasn't mm-hmm. out of the dark because it almost happened again three days later. So Oh yeah, well, what happened? Yeah. Tell tell us about that. Um, so I actually, after that happened, the near death experience, I pleaded to have all the operations they wanted to give me, and and I, because you know I was actually I was I was worth it. <laughs> right. I felt like yeah, now or never. Right. And they actually said it's too late. It's it's there's no chance of your survival if we did that. So I just said, well, I'd, I want to die trying. And they said, yes, that's already happened. We're not going to do it. And I said, please do it. And I, I want it now. So within a moment, so I was being prepared to have an operation. Went down the next day, and no, the next hour, sorry, and went I went down and was put to sleep and it was a, a very long operation, very messy. I've, I've got liver damage as a result of it and um, and there was a lot of mess inside and sucking out a lot of mess. But during that time I was awake as well and they hadn't given me any pain relief. 
So I was having a lot of my insides removed with no pain relief and being wide awake. So it was quite a trauma. It was, oh it, it was crazy. And then afterwards in uh, recovery, uh, I'd been awake for an hour with no pain relief still. And I felt like my back was breaking. It was the most amazing pain. And I'd had a lot of my insides removed. And so they came and gave me a block, um, which was a tube right. into my mm -hmm. spinal cord. But they put it too high so that it, it just covered my chest. So I couldn't feel myself breathing. And so I was put up into the ward, pinned up to the bed forward to try and bring the block down so it would cover the pain. So I didn't have any pain relief, really. It was just still stuck oh my here gosh. at my chest. And my body started leaking out. So I was only about four and a half stone underneath all this fluid. And I was actually big and fat, if you like, the fluid, because my body was leaking out. My organs were failing again. Wow. And um, my surgeon came up to my bedside and said, pull the, you know, the trolley with the tray on it across my bed. And he just said, you're not walking out of here in three days time unless you try having these protein drinks ensure whatever they're called i can't remember and he just said you need to stay awake for at least three nights sipping constantly and absorbing it uh, and so and i i don't quite understand but he said that the pro my body proteins are leaking out because my organs aren't processing anything so i took all the tubes out hmm. uh, because i was retaining all the fluid and body wasn't doing what it needed right. to do to cope with that and they just said there's nothing more we can do for you and so I did stay awake for three nights um I didn't want to die and I was sipping and there's hardly any room and breathe I still had fluid on my lungs so breathing every breath was a a fearful fight that at every moment and every breath had to surrender and accept the situation which allowed me emotional recovery in some way which allowed me the resilience to keep going and fighting for every breath and not knowing what the outcome was going to be and, and have to do this th three nights staying awake hallucinating you know wow. screaming and frightening the whole ward with my hallucinations and and sipping this this protein and after three days of staying awake i mean he was right it was amazing and my body had reabsorbed the proteins and i'd made it and made it wow. again. That is just like, I have total chills just listening to this. I mean, like you're willing to, to do this knowing that you could die. And they're saying, you know, there's a good chance you're going to die. And you're like, no, do it anyway. I'll die trying. Like mm -hmm. that in itself. Wow. I mean, so how, how do you feel that it's, like in that moment, did you feel like, wow, like after you got through this the second time, did you feel like, okay, I'm ready to take the second chance at life? Like, did you have something come over you? Like something gave you a strong will though, because you were really fighting all the way through this. So something within you was very strong and not, you were not going to give up. No, I wasn't. The bit that made me not want to give up was that this is my last chance. This is my last chance to live life on my term, terms and feeling and having empathy for, for suffering, not myself necessarily, but for human suffering and um, and being stubborn and determined. But I, um, I've forgotten your question, Sona. 
Well, no, I was just, it, it, I wondered if like something came over, you know, how we get like the second chance and we feel more yeah. energized and we've recalibrated and we're like, okay, now is my chance. I have the second chance at life. This is what I'm going to do. Like, did you have a, a moment like that? Like, how did your life transform into what you're doing now? Let's say, I mean, obviously there had to be some healing that took place, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, <laughs> no is the answer to that. I didn't have that wonderful feeling because okay. I, was, I was just getting, trying to get through the next breath and the yep. next breath and next mm -hmm. breath. And I, I got to a point where there wasn't anything else they could do to me except for me. I was it been in there for three months. Right. And so they just said, you've got to go home now. And now's the hard part because I had to learn to walk, talk and breathe at the same time. I had complete muscle wastage. You know, I came out in mm -hmm. a wheelchair and I had to learn how to just exist on a normal daily basis. And that took nine months to even, you know, walk, talk and breathe at the same time. Right. So life was a struggle. It was horrendous, actually. Mm -hmm. And in, in all honesty, it took 15 years to to fully recover. So I, was, so I wasn't looking forward to, and this is my chance, if you know what I mean, that right. was mm -hmm. in that moment of I knew I was dying and I had the near-death experience. It's like, no, this is it. Last chance. I'm going to do it. Right. And you were just holding on to your life, basically. You were just trying to survive and get through this. Yeah. Yes. And, I, and every action was instinctive. So I just, you know, followed my intuition right. and just went for it and kept on surrendering. But um, and kept then that gave me the resilience and the helped me cope with the next strategy for, to survive right. for the next one. But did I, you have a support um, system during this time? Did you have a strong support system or did you feel like you were all alone or did you have people that were there for you? That was interesting. I mean, my partner at the time was there and my mother was there, but that was it. Um, but I didn't, I didn't, wouldn't mind it if I was on my own. That was the thing, mm. you know, you lose, you, you are in such a, an amazing place of bliss and you lose all connections become something different, you know, and you, I was seeing and feeling everything through love and there was no dependency or anything. It was, it was quite interesting, quite extraordinary. Um, but the next, yeah, the next, the next part of my life was, coping and, and getting well and continuing to heal because even though you go through a massive life-changing event like that which changes you physically, mentally, emotionally and spiritually, you, you still go back to well, where there's a tendency because you're surrounded by the same people, you're surrounded by the same life, but you've changed. Right. And so it's hard not to be swept mm -hmm. back into old right. ways of being. So it's a constant, constant practice. Like. So tell us a little bit about that. And that has a lot to do with what you're doing now, because I know that you're a transformational coach. You help people that have gone through this type of thing and other type of traumatic experiences. Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit more about what you were just saying. Like you've changed, the people around you haven't. And what did that feel like? And how did you feel that you changed? Like, how did you feel that you were different? And how did you uh, cope with that? Like, how did you navigate through these changes? I think first of all being you know so ill and having so much wrong with you, you felt so different to everybody else that was I wasn't lonely but it, I was alone in that mm -hmm. so that was quite something to to deal with and yes everyone was different and I was different everyone's the same but I was different and I just you know 
I couldn't live that life anymore because I had my value. I, I knew I was worth living. Life was so precious, and I had such empathy. I know I keep saying it for suffering, and and it was not needed anymore. And so I was going to be true to myself, honor myself, honor my boundaries, and live life on my terms for me. So when I was better and strong enough, I left that whole life and wow. the situation to start again. Wow feeling empowered and able and new, brand new, brand new. It's like that whole thing was like wiping the slate clean. Wow. And so what, I mean, what was the first step to completely stepping into that, that whole new life? What was the first thing that you did that you, you know, that was different and you knew that you were stepping out into a completely different way of living? So, gosh, there were so many things. So first of all, I moved. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to try things that I had never tried before. And, but it's still in my mind. I thought as as a 14 year old girl, I always wanted to help people and help people heal because I intuitively could sense things with people. And that was a huge calling for me afterwards. And I thought, well, you know, and I kept on trying to shop around, try different things. But more, more time went by. I was pulled back to that because I learned a lot about myself and how to heal myself to the point of surviving. And I just thought, no, I need to share that with people and help people to, you know, eliminate unnecessary suffering so they can, you know, live a more fulfilling life on their terms. So I've worked on a journey to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And this can apply to so many things. I mean, obviously not everybody goes through a near-death experience. However, what you've learned, I'm sure, can apply to many different things that people go through in their life. Heartache, loss, grief, trauma, all of those things. I mean, wouldn't you agree that a lot of the things that you did to heal are a lot of the things that you can actually help others with, even though yeah. it isn't the same exact experience? Mm. Like you have obviously the courage the, the resilience and the wisdom of going through such a difficult event in your life mm. that can really allow you to help anybody in any kind of capacity that's traumatic. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful. So that's why you're a breakthrough transformational coach. Yeah. Yes, yes. So we're going to hear a little bit more about that after the break, what you're working on, what your mission is, and how you like to inspire others and what your, you know, what your thoughts are on all that based on your experiences in your life and everything that you've gone through. So we're going to take one more break and we will be back right after this. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. If you're in leadership or a business owner, it's important to show your team that you care by providing healthy ways to help them stay happy, motivated, and to avoid burnout because their well-being directly impacts their productivity and ultimately profitability. Book Sana to speak or do a powerful interactive workshop to help your team shift from stress, chaos, and disconnection to handling the day's challenges with more ease, clarity, and direction. Her strengths are navigating through difficult situations and creating a positive environment so everyone can thrive. Find out more at saunalife.com. 
Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Are you ready to awaken your true power? Become more confident and self-assured to take on life's challenges? As an empowerment coach, Sana offers an eight-week transformational program for those who are ready to step into their authenticity, stop people-pleasing, and live a life of more love, vibrancy, and inner peace. Discover your inner power, learn to love yourself, and experience more connection and fulfillment to thrive in all areas of your life. Book a complimentary call at www.saunalife.com to find out how. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Welcome back to Up Close and Empowered with Sana Johns. Have a question for Sana or a guest? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. As we're talking to Jessie Rose uh, regarding a near-death experience that she had and how it's changed her life for the better. And she's going to talk about, I really want to know a little bit about the process of how she healed and how this led her to being a coach today and her mission being to help others that have gone through, you know, significant events, life-changing events in their life. So can you tell us a little bit about what that healing process was like? I know you said 15 years. So, you know, in that 15 years, what are some of the highlights that you learned and how did it lead you to becoming a transformative coach today? I guess in a, in a, to shorten it and say it quickly is we have all the answers within us to heal ourselves. You know, everything that we need to understand is within ourselves. And that's something that I learned during that 12-hour period. I wasn't thinking or analyzing. I was just being because I had no other way and no other choice and wisdom was just coming up things were just coming up in clarity and clarity was understanding and understanding was healing and so I applied that to my life constantly I always do it's a it's a constant practice mm-hmm. and that's what I help my clients with so it was constantly surrendering constantly allowing you know and and, and in that is self-mastery because you you get to learn everything about yourself and everything that happens to us in life and traumas we store it in our bodies and you know we create these crazy patterns based on beliefs because of these things that have happened to us which sabotage our lives you know and so i help people now to access that wisdom in their bodies and you know and to reveal and to unlock their you know more human potential and ultimate human potential for a more fulfilling life. You know, it's less about therapeutic talking, it's more about accessing that wisdom in our bodies for for physical healing, mental healing, emotional healing and you know, for better relationships. What if it's someone that doesn't trust themselves? What what would you do? Like if somebody does struggle to listen to their intuition or their inner guidance, 
how would you guide them? What would be one of the first things that you would help them with? First of all, I think someone who doesn't trust themselves being taught it's not safe to trust themselves or something's happened where they suddenly didn't trust themselves. So they're outside of themselves. So then they're not going to be able to access that those feelings or where that come from or why or you know trust their instincts intuition or anything about themselves so help them to safely get inside their body you know getting into a meta state through breath work so it feels safe to be in their body and I take them through a sequence where I can calibrate where they are within their physiology just by looking at them here even on a zoom call not necessarily in person and help safely guide them to that block you know that thing that mm-hmm, happened mm-hmm. To where it is you know so it's immediate in its results and it quickly but safely gets them to where they need to be to release that block by understanding it and they find themselves through that process which releases them and, and it gives them access to that their physical wisdom right which is mm-hmm. higher consciousness and higher ways of being Right, being able to access their intuition. Mm -hmm. You talk about, oh, where is it at here? You talk about unlocking untapped physical intelligences. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, that was something that happened during the process of my near-death experience. And then afterwards, I found some amazing modalities that complement that. I mean, you know, they've always been there, but which was amazing. So I helped people with that. So I use um, core process psychotherapy, which is about presence and listening to the body's wisdom. And another thing called MBIT coaching, which is, you know, science has helped us understand and it's backed by science now that our gut, reproductive organs, our heart, all have the same chemical warehouse and neurological network as our brains do. But they work independently from each other and from our brain but they have their own prime functions. So they have their own experience to your external reality. So unless we're in alignment with those, and there's a lot of information and a lot of wisdom that we're cut off from, you know, that, that it, it gives us more potential in life and more fulfillment. So if we're walking around unconscious and not being able to access that or not even know we have them, then we're not gonna live a life fulfilled. We're not gonna understand ourselves, know ourselves or have that wonderful relationship. So I help people to access and unlock the information in their that physical wisdom. And that helps them to realize, know themselves, self-master themselves in relationships, you know, release impediments to their physical health. Um, create spiritual freedom, increase their performance because we have, you know, traumas that impair our performance and mm-hmm. heal that, release that and be in charge of ourselves and be more intuitively led. And yeah, it, and it releases your unlimited human potential and higher levels of consciousness and being and doing. You know, life mm-hmm. is very different. It's very immediate in results and it's long lasting and it teaches you to be your own therapist too because you're constantly have access to that and you can help those around you to do the same too from that right life is precious for sure and you know not everybody 
understands that they can access this. So I think sometimes people just have to be at a point where they're willing to, or there has to be some type of life-changing experience, or uh, it could be even a breakup. It could be a very destructive relationship. It could be a death. It could be an illness. It could be many, many things that sometimes, unfortunately, it is what leads people to really go deep within to discover who they are. And, you know, it's just, it's something that, people have to be ready for. And sometimes they don't have a choice if something does major happen, like let's say something like yourself. I mean, it just kind of happened organically. Like this was obviously very like divine in its own way. I mean, you weren't listening, as you had mentioned, you didn't listen to your wisdom. You weren't, you didn't know how to say no in your relationship. And you just kind of, you know, were people pleasing. And, you know, I know we overuse that word a little bit, but it's true. We just, we don't want to ruffle any feathers. We don't want to rock any boats. So we just do whatever to not upset anybody at our own expense. Mm -hmm. And then it can show up in many different ways, psychological, emotional, physical illness, and Mm -hmm. impacting our life. So with all of this that you've learned, Jesse, what do you think is the biggest thing you've gotten out of this whole, you know, these 15 years, this journey that you've been on, and now being a coach, helping other people that go through similar challenges? What do you think is the biggest thing, the biggest takeaway, like that you could tell the world right now? For me, I think it's being true to yourself. Everyone says, all there is is love and everything comes back down to love. But I disagree mm-hmm. to a certain extent. It's being true to yourself in itself is an act of love. Yes. You know? And so many of us are walking around unconscious and not living a fulfilled life and existing or, you know, dissatisfied. And I think don't wait for something awful to happen to change your life. Do it now because this life happens once that we know of that we remember, you know, and that this is your chance to live that fulfilled life and and you can, you know, and to be brave enough to take the chance to live your life on your terms, in your way, because it will benefit everyone around you anyway. And if it doesn't and mm-hmm. people want to take that away from you, then it's time to remove yourself from those situations because they're not for you and they just want to take from you. So I think always stand in your strength, learn about who you are and yeah, and just be true to yourself. It, that It is everything. It was everything for me anyway. Right. No, I, I agree a hundred percent. That's beautiful. That those are some beautiful words of wisdom for sure. And as you said, as we heal, we heal everyone around us as we transform, as we awaken, everybody around us does, you know, our loved ones, our friends, and other people that were even around. I mean, there is a ripple effect of us doing the healing, doing our inner work, and really awakening to our true power, which, you know, I'm all about, obviously, that's the name of the show is like, really awaken to your true power, because we all have it within us. And like you said, it shouldn't take a life changing experience. I mean, I mean, sometimes that's the way it goes. We learn from the heartache. We learn from the pain. We learn from the disappointment, the trauma, the betrayal, the deception. We learn from all of that. So I think to a certain degree we have to learn, but I understand what you're saying. Like, don't wait for something major to happen to really take control of your life because we can take control of our life right now, meaning that we can create the life that we want by tapping into our our inner power, our intuition, being true to ourselves. 
right? And it's our happiness is our birthright. Not a luxury, is it? For sure. For sure. So do you have a specific program that you take people through? Uh, how can people get in touch with you? Like, what is the best way for them to reach out to you and even communicate if they had a question about a near-death experience or, you know, wanted to connect with you? What is the best way for them to connect with Jesse Rose? I find mostly people DM me on Instagram. So okay. that's my main place of contact for people. And I'm running a course, a new one called Self Mastery, which is all about the process I went through, which incorporates all the modalities I use to heal relationship with self for better relationships, for better health, for better performance and for a fulfilling life. It's my new signature course, but people can reach out to me on Instagram at Jesse Lower Score. Rose right, the underscore, yeah, Jesse underscore Rose. I want to make yeah. sure because sometimes it is hard to find people when they have some underscores or some other things in their name. Yeah, but Jesse, J-E-S-S-I-E underscore yeah. Rose, right? Coaching. Coaching. Okay, Jesse Rose Coaching. Okay, so that's the best yeah. way to reach out. Okay, great. And I am just going to thank everybody for listening today. I, I mean, this is truly... A remarkable story and the fact that you have gone through this for 15 years and then some is you know you really can't put a price or you can't even measure the amount of wisdom you've gained like pain I'm sure courage disappointment like I'm sure you know the meaning of persevering I mean you were willing to die just to take this treatment like you were just and, and I think one of the main things that I really got out of this today with you, Jesse, is surrender. I mean, that is so true, just to surrender. Yeah. And we get so caught up in controlling and expectations and wanting the outcome. And, and it's, it's different. You know, I always try to tell people, you know, you don't have to have these expectations of specific goals, but you have to have something, obviously, to thrive for, but you can't identify with these things where you're caught up in that. It's it's when we truly surrender, like you did, when you surrendered in that moment and you knew, like, look, whatever is meant to be, whatever's gonna happen, I just surrender. Right? Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. it's just such Absolutely. a strong, strong message in that. If we all just surrender a little bit and just trust and allow and listen to our own intuition that things yeah. will work out and right. It's that trust. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. And you are a true Testament to that for sure. <laughs> Bless you. So thank I want to thank everybody today for listening to this extraordinary story. Jesse, thank you so much. I appreciate you being here. I'm honored to have you here on the show. And thank like, I wish you the you. very, very best in any way that I could help and support you. I am there for you too. And thank I want to also say that next week, I have a really uh, interesting show coming up with someone who's an expert on doing like shadow work. Okay. So really doing some deep inner work with the shadow side of our personalities and really getting to know ourselves. But she also has a gift for uh, astrology and she has a very interesting and exciting forecast for 2024. So she's going to be sharing that with us as well. So that will be next week on the show. And I would love to hear from all of you. And for those that uh, would like to see how we may be able to work 
together or just to get your feedback, please reach out to sanalife.com. Contact me through there or go on my Instagram at at sanalifecoach. And I want to thank you all again for listening to the show and have a great week. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of Up Close and Empowered with Sana Johns. We hope that after listening today, it's inspired you to discover and cultivate your true inner power and consciously create your life. Tune in next week for another impactful episode.